Oh, hello. Uh, welcome to episode 13 of the Top 2 Inches Rugby Podcast, brought to you by iSpy Surveys, the go-to specialist survey and inspection company based here in Devon. So, episode 13, unlucky for some. Basically, there wasn't a great deal of rugby on this weekend. There was no ladies game um, and there was only four games um, played in the Premiership due to the dreaded COVID uh, virus. So this week's pod, unfortunately, ladies and gents, um, well, mainly gents, because unfortunately we still don't have any ladies that listen to the podcast. It is going to be a bit of a short one. Um, Ollie isn't going to be able to join us again this week. He is planning the biggest New Year's Eve celebrations you can imagine. Um, I don't actually think he realises, though, that we are going to be in Tier 3 from midnight tonight and... Basically, he'll just be sat there on his on his Jack Jones. So, yeah, um, obviously you can find us on all the kind of major platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcast, etc. So, leave it down. Let's go. On with the show. Okay, so as I said, I am flying solo this week. Ollie is sorting out the biggest New Year's Eve party you can imagine. Um, one thing I did forget to mention in the introduction is that we will have a brief um, look at the fantasy rugby between Ollie and I. Um, yeah, and it will be brief because he, as he, as he says, is is charging ahead. Um, I think he is about a hundred and forty-nine points ahead. Um, it was interesting that decision made by the by the company that kind of organizes the fantasy rugby was that any player in the four teams um, that weren't going to be playing due to covid um, you would get um, about a maximum of 20 points um, an average of 20 points for players that were in the main team um, and 10 um, for guys that were on the bench so it wasn't a bad way i guess it was just a way to make sure that people didn't lose you know loads of um kind of points um through having to make significant changes um yeah so unfortunately he is like he says in his own words steaming ahead um hopefully next week i can turn that one around a little bit um and and you know claw back some points otherwise his ego will literally be um hitting the roof so yeah like i said in the introduction uh two games were called off this weekend um, Newcastle and Bath um, against uh, Leicester and London Irish, respectively. Um, so it was a bit of a it's a well, it's just a shame, isn't it? There's you know there's already been games called off in the ladies' games. There's been games called off in the in the Pro 14, um, and COVID is obviously still having a significant impact on on games. Um, and and you know it's it's just a massive shame um interesting so bath and newcastle have been given four points after the premiership games were cancelled um so the points were equivalent to a win um which has kind of left newcastle in second place and moved bath up to six um which means that tigers and irish were deemed to uh, have lost their games but have been awarded two points each um, the decision was made by the Premiership Rugby Chairman, Andy Higginson. It's a bit of a weird decision, that one. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's 
it's primarily because obviously the you know the covid outbreaks were in the leicester and under and london irish teams um so you know it's no fault of kind of baths or newcastles um but i don't quite you know i have a bit a bit of a chat to ollie about this and we don't quite understand why um why the tigers and the chief uh, chief sorry why tigers and irish have been kind of given uh two points for losing um i'm assuming maybe they're thinking they scored four tries and um you know finish within seven points i guess um so yeah it's an interesting decision and i guess that's one that they're going to have to continue to kind of do um if there are any more issues and any more games that are cancelled um through the coronavirus um so let's look at the games sorry just had a quick serp of my tea there because i'm a little bit dry a little bit dry um so let's have a look at the results i have had a chance to i didn't get to watch much rugby over the weekend to be fair um it was mainly kind of the highlights of the game um and i'm going to start with bristol against harlequins bristol came out on top with a 27 to 19 victory um down at the stoop i don't think they've won there for quite a while um half time ended 9-5 uh, with the Quins um, on top. Bristol were pretty poor in the first half, I thought, um, and, and Quins played reasonably well despite the, um, you know, small small um, margin between the teams at half-time. Um, Bristol scoring um, just before half-time with a really, really lovely um, try from Thomas um Luatua made a break a little bit of interplay between him and Thomas and then Thomas scooted over um for the try which I think probably you could say was the um kind of turning point for Bristol it gave them that glimmer of hope going into half time on top um and in the second half it was a bit of a Bristol team uh, a different Bristol team sorry Pat Lamb had obviously said something in the changing room that had made them buck their ideas up um and and they just kind of dominated i felt harlequins um harlequins again defensively which is really strange because obviously gustard was the english defensive coach um you know they let him four tries lua tua scored randall scored and Andaloke scored um randall's was a really lovely little snipe from the base of a of a ruck after um, nathan hughes had kind of made an indent into the defense really lovely try um, and yeah i think bristol just looked more comfortable in the second half um, and like i said it's the first time they've won away um, at the stoop for a number of years so the next game i'm going to have a look at is the exeter um exeter gloucester game um exeter ran out victors 28 to uh, 20. this was played down at sandy park and again, Exeter looked a little bit rusty in the first half. It was only seven, they were only, sorry, seven to six up at, at half time. Um, but again, they came out in the second half, vastly improved, um, scoring three more tries. Sam Simmons, again, you know, he's, he's notched up two tries. I think he scored, I want to say, eight tries in four games. 
Um, he, again, was highly impressive and is still banging on that England door. Uh, Johnny Gray got a try. Oli Devoto had a try as well. But I think what I what I liked from Gloucester was they showed a bit of grit and a bit of determination. Uh, potentially most sides would have kind of fallen away down at Sandy Park once um, Exeter kind of got ahead and, and turned the screw on them a bit. But they didn't. They showed some determination. They so showed some grit um, and they stuck in there. Could they have won? I don't think so. Um, should they have got a losing bonus point? I think that probably would have been a fair result from the game. Um, interesting as well, obviously, no Danny Cipriani. Obviously, he's not there. Um, and although they lost, it's it's not looking at the moment like it's going to be having a significant impact on the dynamics of the team um, in a negative way. Next game... New Northampton against Worcester um, uh, played at Franklin's Gardens. Northampton running out 29 to 10 victors against Worcester. I mean, this was, was it 13 or 12? Northampton's first win, I think, in about a year, 14 or 13 games or 12 even. It's one of them. Um, <laughs> you know, not, not having a victory in any kind of competition. And they look really good, I thought. Um, you know, half time they were 17 7 up. Worcester, to be fair, were making a lot of chances. They were making line breaks, they were causing Northampton trouble, but just kind of couldn't finish off the hard work that they were putting in. Um, Scrum half Mitchell, nice try from him. Dan Bigger got himself on the um, on the score sheet, so did Hayward, uh, and they also had a a penalty try awarded for a um, knock-on that was deemed intentional um, by Nanny, who then spent 10 minutes in the bin. So things, I think, are potentially looking up for um, Northampton. It might be too early to say, but definitely to get that win will instill a lot more confidence in the team. And obviously, you, you know, it's more of a, a kind of a season team um courtney laws was back tamara harrison was back you know you had laws ludlam and harrison in the back row ezekiel and ribbons in the second row that's a, a much more kind of solid looking pack um and obviously the lads outside um you know played really well as well proctor in particular and furbank seems to be coming back into a little bit of form as well so that was um really positive for northampton to get that uh, a victory um, uh, against Worcester um, and there yeah that's the that's the games I think I said four games took place at the start of the um, of the um, in the introduction sorry but actually it was only three can't do maths didn't get a GCSE um, so yeah that's um, that was the outcome of of the weekend's games looking ahead next week's predictions Friday night um, oh uh-oh, I'm just looking at the BBC um, app and looking ahead to next week's games. Friday night was Bristol-Newcastle um, and it looks like Harlequins and Worcester has been postponed. Uh, I'm not sure why, uh, other than the, I'm imagining there must be some sort of COVID issue. Um, I don't have that information because I've only just found out that it's been postponed. Um, unless, obviously, the BBC Sport are playing funny games with me, I don't know. Um, but looking at Newcastle and Bristol, Newcastle away um, to Bristol, 
obviously Newcastle are doing quite well um, but Bristol are at home probably no fans because of all the changes to the tier system um, I will still go for a Newcastle victory on that one Saturday you see Exeter traveling um, to the Rico Arena taking on the Mighty Wasps um, I think Wasps are getting a few boys back for this game um so i think it's probably going to be i would still say it's going to be an exit of victory um but i think it's probably only going to be maybe one score one score in it i mean realistically statistically exit to do have to lose at some point um but i don't think it'll be this weekend and the next game on the saturday is sale against gloucester um at gloucester obviously sale um who i have completely forgotten to talk about I do apologise. Sales game against Wasps. There was four games. Um, yeah, Sales game against Wasps. Um, just going to rewind a little bit. Um, Wasps come out victors 26 to 23. Uh, I mean, Wasps just know how to win, don't they? Marlon Yard, you know, he scored a good couple of tries on his 50th appearance, I think it was, for um, for Sale. Um, but I think Wasps just had a little bit too much in the tank. Uh, it is three losses for sale on the bounce, obviously, since the departure of um, Steve Diamond. So things aren't aren't right up in Manchester. Um, definitely not. I don't know if it's a coaching thing or a player thing, because they certainly have the quality um, in their team to, you know, to be producing victories. Um, we'll just have to see what's going on. Um, maybe it is a bit of instability. Um but to be fair as well to Wasp, you know, they had an academy guy starting at nine, I think, and an academy guy at ten. You know, they had no, no, um, oh my God, I've completely lost his name. Willis, Willis, neither the Willis brothers were in the back row. Barbary had another great game at number eight. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's not a, a team that you would kind of say, you know, household names. Um, there was an unfortunate injury to Kirkbridge, um, who I think is probably going to be out for a while. Um, and yeah, so that was that was the game. Sorry about that. Completely forgot about the game on the Sunday. Um, so yeah, moving moving forward in time again to um, Saturday's games. I was talking about Gloucester Sale. Um, Gloucester, I think, um, showed quite turned up quite well against Exeter. Like I said. Um, and um, I'd imagine that they would uh, come out on top against Sale. Sale are in poor form, I think, at the moment since Dimes has left. And then Sunday, um, London Irish, Northampton. Um, Northampton obviously came off a good win. London Irish haven't played for a couple of weeks. They're probably going to be a bit rusty. Um, I think that will be a Northampton win. And the game of the weekend, and I am gutted he's not here to talk about this because it's um, Bath versus Leicester at Welford Road. Both teams didn't play last weekend, so could potentially be a bit rusty. Um, I think Leicester personally have turned a corner. I think they are, you know, they're going to be welcoming back the England internationals, no doubt, because it's the, one of the biggest rivalries in the Premiership, Leicester v Bath. So you're probably going to see Ford, Genji, all the boys will be back um, and I am predicting a Leicester victory uh, at Welford Road. Uh, obviously, if Ollie was here, he would be saying the opposite. He would be saying it would be a, a Bath victory, um, but he's not. So, hey-ho, there we go. 
Anyway, that rounds up the weekend's Premiership action and looking forward to next week's as well. So that was episode 13 of the Top 2 Inches Rugby Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening once again. As I said in the introduction, apologies for it being a bit of a short one, but I've realised I have managed to waffle on a little bit. So there is about 20 minutes um, worth of me just dribbling on and making errors, which is always good fun. Just to say thank you once again to iSpy Surveys, the go-to specialist survey and inspection company based in Exeter, Devon. Again, they are going to continue to sponsor us into 2021. Um, as I said before, we are on Twitter uh, at the top two inches uh, RP. So go on there, like us, comment on our um, posts, send me questions, send us questions, um, ask anything. We're quite happy to to answer. We're quite open and honest in our rugby podcast. Um, and as I said before, you can find us on all platforms such as Spotify, YouTube, um, Apple Podcast, and Anchor. We will be back next week in the uh, in the new year, 2021, um, with episode 14. Hopefully, 2021 is a much better year than 2020, because let's be fair, it's been a bit of a bitch. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>